Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. advice from old pro turkey hunters like this the turkeys typically don't like i think more times than not to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning especially after he gets up it's a blinding thing it, it it's just like you it's hard for you to see into the sun mm-hmm. so if i have a choice i'm going to try to make it so that i'm going to be on the west side in the morning East side in the afternoon of a turkey. Exciting live hunts like this. Holy crap, that coming. teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 442, some turkey season, turkey soup, and I am your co-host and the guy who may have seen... A state record Merriams. And I'm your co-host, and you definitely did see this new state record Merriams. But I'm your co-host and the guy who feels like it's it's over. It does feel that way, doesn't it? Feels over, man. I got I got a few more days to go, you know, and I, I could go hopefully go with somebody this weekend. But I do think the turkeys around here are winding things down and not hearing much on the front of gobbling. And I just feel like my season's over. I got one more trip in the books. We'll see how that goes. But I just can't believe how quickly it has passed. <laughs> it happens every year. It's like this huge amount of anticipation leading up to it. You know, we're all so excited about it, so excited, so excited. All of a sudden, it's over. Yeah, it just comes and goes. And I definitely am not going to achieve my goal of 70 hunting days. Didn't even get close. Oh, really? 
I don't even know if I'm going to hit 50. <laughs> so I got nowhere close to it. But as far as my other goals for the year, let's see. One was to kill one with a trumpet. I have done that multiple times. So that one's very achieved. And then my goal of prioritizing Sundays has been a huge success. I've done a great job of making church the priority on Sundays and not turkey hunting. And so that's gone well. So I've achieved two out of three goals, and I'll take that. Batting two for three will get you all-star status. Well, that's for sure. That's for sure. So did you fall way under the, the goal for your number of days of for hunting because of Tennessee season being yeah. moved back and essentially you've not been going? Correct. It, I'm not going to say it's not worth going right now. You may get lucky into one, but there is not much happening. This year specifically, we, in my mind, had a pretty early spring. And by early spring, I mean the turkeys were rocking and rolling and breeding you know pretty early on mm-hmm. in my opinion i'm no biologist but i am out there witnessing what i see and from my observations in the past two to three springs had this late season been implemented these weeks would actually still be pretty good but i think it's pretty well over most folks are reporting that there's if they're seeing anything they're seeing toms and jakes hanging together not really strutting and you know, I think if you're going to try to kill one now, it may be time to break out the Roger Parks gobbler yelping call. <laughs> yeah. So, which could be fun, but it's been hard for me to, you know, I I don't have any tags. And I went with one guy yesterday. We didn't hear anything, uh, you know, and so if somebody wants to go, I'll go. But I'm not really going and doing my usual filming and stuff just because it's not much action right now, in my opinion. So, yeah, but, you know, things like that. And then there was some other one state in particular I was supposed to draw and did not for an early season, several days of hunting and did not get that opportunity. So that subtracted. And anyway, it's just been a, you know, but I'm still going to end at probably 45, 46 something days for the year, which is still a great turkey season. So no complaints. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and you've called in quite a few turkeys, so that obviously helps as well. Yeah. You know, as far as <laughs> I'm not going to share what it is, but the let's just say my batting average on the year days hunted to shot opportunities had keyword shot opportunities because most of those end in misses when it's me by myself. But <laughs> <laughs> my batting average, I'm putting a turkey within 40 yards of the gun barrel on days hunted has been very good i mean really good hall of fame status so as far as that's gone this year it's been very good yeah but you know hopefully hopefully get out more next year i think i think if i schedule more traveling and later in may i might be able to add some days but you know who knows we just gotta i gotta kind of flow with how things are given to me yeah and I have no complaints, but but yeah, we definitely saw the new state record Merriams in a certain state in the certain United States. <laughs> so the hunter reached out to you and it's confirmed? No, but he doesn't have to. That turkey's the state record. <laughs> I, I have no doubt. I hope the guy had that bird scored because, and you know, he 
looks to me like someone who would do that, someone who, you know, that means something too. Yeah, he other like than whitetail hunter mostly. Yeah. That was his first ever turkey with a gun, apparently. Yeah. And he had killed one with a bow, which when he said that, I assumed and may be wrong, but I bet that one was a fall turkey. Wow, Archer Deer well hunting. Be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he, so just quick story on this. Andy and I are leaving from our big trip that we just got back from. And I said, hey, there's one more draw up here because we were trying to get you a turkey, even though you have killed a turkey in this state in the past. Why not? We had an extra day, so we're trying to get you a bird. And we're kind of leaving, headed to the airport. And I said, hey, there's one draw up here that looks good on the map. It's on the way towards the airport. Let's swing in and check it out. And so we went in there and drove all around and did not have any luck striking turkeys, although there was gobbler tracks all over the road. Well, when we're coming out, there's a dad and his son sitting by a camper. And we stopped to chat with them, said, hey, you guys have any luck? And they're like, yeah, you know, we haven't heard any gobbling at all today, but we were able to get one yesterday when we got here. We drove up on a gobbler that was strutting in the road, and my son here was able to slip out the door and get over there on him and apparently missed him and then folded him out of the air like a goose on the second shot. And so we're like, oh, man, congrats. He's like, yes, my first turkey with a gun you know that you could obviously tell these guys hadn't been turkey hunting hardly at all and you know then the dad what he asked us he said what's a good set of spurs for a turkey yep and these are merriams in like absurdly rocky terrain merriams and we had killed what five between the two of us Mm -hmm. and i don't know that any of them exceeded more than half an inch in spurs no (laughs) you know, nubs, because they're Merriams and they're in rocky terrain. And uh, I think I answered and said, man, if you kill a a Merriams wild turkey with one inch spurs, like you've killed a a really good turkey, you know, for spurs on a Merriams. Like that's a hoss. Yeah. And the dad was like, well, these are like an inch and a half. And the turkey's hanging in a meat sack in like a tree behind them. So you can't see it. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says inch and a half, and like, you know, I internally am laughing in his face. At Cameron's BS alert went on bright red. Oh, it, it was wasn't even. On. It wasn't even like the thought that this turkey could have inch and a half spurs never even entered my mind. Like, yeah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He's new to this, and you know he. He's saying he killed a 200-inch buck when the thing had spikes, you know? Like, there's there's <laughs> no way. He, especially in the terrain we were in, that a gobbler could ever even imagine growing one-and-a-half-inch spurs. Right. And so I was like, well, why don't you, you know, as I'm holding back tears from trying not to laugh in this man's face, <laughs> why don't you show us the turkey and let's take a look at him? And... Because, I mean, neither of us were like, oh, wow, one-and-a-half-inch spurs, wow. It was just kind of like, let's let's take a look at this, you know. And so we go back there, and the younger fella gets his gets the meat sack down with the turkey in it, still can't see him, and starts sliding down the sack. And the turkey's, like, tail comes out, and then his legs come out. And y'all may have heard it from whatever state you're in, <laughs> but all of a sudden you may have heard a, Holy bee! 
<laughs> that echoed five times through the canyon, you know, just over and over again. As this turkey comes out, it has quite literal swords off of its legs. Like, the biggest spurs I've ever seen, not only on a Merriam's turkey, on any turkey in the flesh. I've never seen one bigger than that. And yeah. it's on a freaking Merriam's in the rockiest country on Earth. And I, like, I couldn't believe it. He undersold, inch and a half is a joke. That turkey has killed three gobblers with inch and a half spurs. Yes. Yeah, that 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 bird probably has inch and three quarter spurs. Yeah, I, I would say anywhere from inch and three quarters to two inch if you took in the, the full curvature. The curvature, yeah, because, you know, I don't know this for a fact, but I don't think the dad measured the curvature. I think he measured from where the spur comes out of the leg to the end of the spur. Yeah, I've the best turkey I've ever killed was an inch and five eighths, which is a hoss. I mean, that is, is a stud. Yep. This turkey would have taken that Eastern and slit his throat five times over with his spurs before mine even could have halfway reached him. Like, this turkey was a hoss. Had a huge beard, like two-inch freaking daggers that are sharp, curved. I mean, it was an insane turkey. He, it was insane. It was insane. So anyway, we, like, I guess the dad and his son could obviously tell we were freaked out by this turkey. Like, I'm honestly thankful he killed him because it may have injured us if we had happened upon him. That, <laughs> that thing, there's probably bones scattered throughout that canyon <laughs> of people who've hunted that turkey before. <laughs> but it was... What and you said there was sheep all around there and you were like, I bet the farmer will be happy that this sitting out here killing his sheep anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like this thing was a monster. And anyway, we told him what they had over and over again, how insane it was, and we ended up driving off. And then you were like, Hey, let's go back and tell them, you know, if that means something to them, they probably should score that turkey because it it is definitely going to be in the record books for state and so we went back and told him hey you know if you want to this turkey very likely could be the state record gobbler for this state uh you know if you if that means something to you go score it and so we did tell him that and i gave him a number hopefully he'll text me at some point and let me know that he scored him because you looked up the state record turkeys and this one should absolutely be the number one state record yeah this bird should should do it i think should with ease yeah. If he scores him. So anyway, that was that was insane. I I'll never forget the uh, the big reveal when that first leg came through the sack and like <laughs> you know the turkey's a foot away and his spur poked me in the eye. I wish that I had been running a video camera when you saw that spur. My, <laughs> the first spur that came out of that bag. <laughs> my my jaw was like uh, my mouth was full of dirt because my jaw hit the ground so fast. <laughs> It was because I just like when he said inch and a half, I, I literally like never even not one second of me considered that that is even possible. Like I was like, that is hilarious, you know? Yeah. And you even told the dad that you were like, yeah, you know, when you told me inch and a half spurs, I I thought you were exaggerating. I thought you were full of crap. Yeah. And the dad just kind of laughed and you were like, no, you undersold this turkey. I think is longer than inch and a half. And and I'm pretty I sure I know it's was. long. I yeah. know 
Yeah. I know the turkey I killed had inch and five eighths on the money. Like yeah. no doubt, no doubt. And the turkey that I looked at that was in that sack had had bigger spurs, without a doubt, yeah. in my mind. Anyway, that was an interesting deal. So just because they may be novice and tell you they have an inch and a half spurs, witnesses confirm undersold. You know, <laughs> he, he told us he caught a four pound bass and this thing weighed eight pounds. Like it, <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. And that like Andy and I just couldn't get over that a turkey in that terrain could even grow spurs like that. Like he had to be the most careful walking turkey on earth. I think he flew everywhere. Yeah, he flew everywhere and only walked road systems if he ever walked. That's probably why he was standing out and walking. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, that was some terrain, man. Oh, yeah, that was that's Rocks. pretty rugged stuff. Yeah, I just can't. There's no telling. There's no telling how old that turkey was. It, it was it was seriously impressive. But anyway, he met his maker, and I believe he's going to be mounted, is what we were told, hopefully. That one would, if I killed a Merriam's like that, I can promise you I would be spending some money. I'd be flaunting that turkey all over the country is what I would be doing. I probably, like, you know, people put the deer on the hood of the truck. Like, Uh if I wasn't scared that the spurs would be chopping trees down on both sides of the road, I'd probably do that. But, (laughs) you know, he did, you might cut down some oaks on each side of the road while you're driving around. Or, you know, you might have to be concerned with punching holes in the tires. Yeah. That's true. I, he was dead for over a day, and I was pretty scared to, to grab him. <laughs> yeah, no joke. A stud of a turkey, and congratulations to that hunter. I mean, he just, he thought he had something special, but I think our due reaction. to Cameron's, <laughs> yeah, due to Cameron's reaction, he knew he had something special. And then when we turned around and went back and said, hey, you may very well have the state record turkey, he 100% was sure what he had at that point. He knew yeah. it was something special. So Yeah. You could that tell was, that if we lit up on that once we kind of explained what they had, you know, and yeah. gave a little background that we were both pretty seasoned hunters. <laughs> we we've seen a few and this turkey was was special by by a long shot on the Spurs. But anyway, yeah. That was insane. And we've got what we're doing some turkey soup kind of style today and maybe you know not just articles maybe reporting on some countrywide harvests that we're seeing and some articles surrounding the wild turkey absolutely well you want to maybe fly through just kind of bounce back and forth off some states that have reported harvests yeah and not shocking to me harvest is up this year in most states I would say, at least in the eastern and southeastern portion of the U.S. Yeah, I'm with you on that because we just had such a phenomenal hatch two years ago, and we desperately needed that hatch. Yeah, 2021 hatch was very good. You know, we saw the reports that that was going to be big. We, I saw it in the fall and heard it from several people. You know, they were seeing lots more turkeys and also hunter effort. No... (laughs) No surprises way up <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So if you combine more turkeys on the landscape with more hunters who hunt more days and hunt harder on those days, then you're going to have a higher harvest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got some news coming from the southeast. Let's hit it. So Arkansas, and yeah. we all, if you have listened to this show for probably more than 
two months, you have heard us mentioned about our Kansas turkey population and the struggles it's been having over the years. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of these articles that's kind of, I guess, I have mixed emotions about. You know, I, on one hand, I'm glad to see that the harvest number's higher because it means possibly that there are more turkeys. And we really believe that that is part of the case. But it could also mean that weather conditions were better throughout the season, that more people turkey hunted. There could be any number of reasons why that harvest number is higher. But the harvest number for 2023 in Arkansas is 9,193 checked turkeys. And that is a 21% increase from 2022. And the first time since 2017 that the harvest number topped the 9,000 bird mark. Now, one other thing before we move on to the next date. This is checked birds. Yeah. And we know for a fact not every bird gets checked. So a double. (laughs) It could just be the fact that more turkeys were checked. That could be why the harvest number is up. Good point. As more people get used to that system. Yeah. Could be that. The turkey population is lower, but more people are checking harvested turkeys. Mm. So, you know, again, there's a a gauntlet of reasons why that number could be increased. We pray that it is because there was a great hatch in that state two years ago and that the turkey numbers are better. And we hope and pray that that continues as well for them. So what do you have? Well, let's, I'm going to go ahead and knock out the old home state here. So my, my home state, Tennessee, we... The season is still going on. It's slowed down substantially with less than 100 turkeys being killed most days right now in the whole state. But, you know, we'll kill probably, say, another 1,000 or so. But right now the harvest is at 30,461, and that is already beating last year, even with a bag limit reduction. But last year we harvested right at 30,000, so we're we're just barely above last year. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've killed 3,144 jakes, which is a good reduction. There was close to 4,600 jakes killed last year. So maybe going to only one jake allowed per hunter, maybe that has helped some. And so hopefully, you know, hopefully there's 1,200 or so more jakes romping around out there for next year. But it's not over yet, so we'll see where the total harvest ends up getting to. But, you know... The harvest has gone up, even though the bag limit was reduced. Hopefully that means there's more turkeys. I know there's more hunters. Seems to be more hunters every year. But, you know, overall pretty good. It would have been interesting to see what that number would have been if we still had a three or four bird limit, you know. But probably did reduce several turkeys from being killed this year that otherwise would have been by reducing the bag limit. Yeah, and I'd be interested to to hear what the license sales were for Tennessee, both resident and non-resident for, yeah. for turkeys, because, you know, and we even had him on the show, but Harold Knight talked about how upset he was that Tennessee season had been moved back. You know, this has been, gosh, nine, 10 months ago, something like that, that we had him on the show. It was a long time ago. Yeah. But, you know, when Tennessee moved their season back, it, now is more closely in line with their surrounding states yep. and their seasons. And so I think that there may be more out-of-state hunters that 
stayed home and hunted instead of coming to Tennessee to to extend or start their season early. Yeah. So I don't I know. Will, I'm interested to see that. I will be getting that data at some point. I'm going to wait till after the season's over and try to, because I'm super interested in that to see if the shift in dates decreased, increased, didn't do anything to our amount of non-resident. Yeah. Plus, I know several very sought-after WMAs for non-residents were put into the quota system. So that, mm-hmm. that too, probably limited some because access was significantly harder this year on the public land. So, yeah. you know, it's we've taken... <laughs> We've lost several opportunities in this in this state, you know, as far as bag limit and yeah. the season dates moved. That didn't take any opportunity away. The season still same length, shifted, and so that wasn't much of an opportunity reduction. But the new quota hunts locking up a ton more acreage in quota and bag limit reductions definitely took a lot off the table for Tennesseans because most of the WMAs in Region One closed on May seventh. And the only two that didn't close on May 7th are in a quota. So there's, like, I think we have like a thousand acres or something you can hunt in region one on public right now, if you still want to go. So wow. that, that really effectively ended public land hunting on May 7th. So you, you essentially did reduce the season by several weeks in region one, at least. On public ground, yeah. On public. So I, yeah. I'll be interested to see the data on the non-resident license sales. I'll, I'll make sure to report back once I get that. But overall, it was a great season. I saw some jakes. I feel like I didn't hunt home at all, hardly. But when I did, I was able to to get my two and have success. And it was a it was a fun year. I think we had, you know, and I think there were more turkeys last year, but it was still good this year. I don't I don't know that it was as good, but it, it's it was still pretty decent this year. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully next year, maybe these jakes will be romping around that didn't get killed because of the reductions. And did I hear you correctly say that Tennessee voted for the season dates to stay the same next year as they are this year? Yes, that's correct. So they okay. made no changes. So okay. I was kind of shocked by that. I, the rumor around was that they were going to revert back and they brought it up at one meeting to revert back and then they just kind of never touched it again. <laughs> And so season dates next year will be, I believe it's April. Let me pull it up. It's April 13 through May 19, I believe. Mm -hmm. So it'll be a hair earlier just because of the way the Saturdays lined out. This year started on the 15th, I think. So yeah, a couple days earlier, just because it's always going to be the, I think it's the second Saturday now instead of the Saturday closest to April 1. Because mm-hmm. under the old parameters, next year would have been a March 30 opener. <laughs> we would open in March. Yeah. But anyway, it's going to be April 13th. So it will be the same next year, two-bird limit, whole nine yards. And that was what – I'm not a huge fan of these parameters. It is restrictive, in my opinion, on people who usually get more than two, especially with the bag limit. But – I emailed the commissioners myself, as I always do before their meetings, and I said, let's keep these parameters for two, three, four years at least, just to see what happens. I mean, you've already changed it. Yeah. Why don't Why don't we see if we have a humongous bump in turkeys, then we let's keep it. <laughs> right. Yeah. My point basically was, 
it's never going to be an easier time to get two or three years of study out on this than it is when you've already changed it, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. While it's not great, I know they're fielding lots of complaints. Let's see what happens. If, if nothing really changes population wise, then Hey, people are happier to go back earlier. Let's go back earlier and maybe three birds, but I'm down to at least try it two to three years. I have enough patience to do that just to see we've already done one year and you need multiple years to have a true idea of what's going on yeah yeah very cool yeah where else have you got harvest data let's stay in the southeast louisiana all right so again the common theme so far the harvest was still very good it was higher than average it's the second best harvest since 2009 there were a whopping 2000 833 turkeys reported, which is down 13 turkeys from 2022. So according to the Louisiana experts, good weather had a lot to do with that. Nice. So that's a pretty low report. (laughs) (laughs) I I assume they killed a few more than that. One would think so. And knowing the, well, I'll say it this way, knowing my Louisiana hunters, the way I know, they don't want anyone knowing any anything, period. Yeah. And so smart people. I think there <laughs> were there were a lot of turkeys killed and not reported, but speculation yeah. on my part, I have no way to confirm that. Yeah. Well, let's hop up into Cane Tuck. All right. Kentucky finished out with thirty five thousand six hundred and thirty six which is a almost 10,000 bird increase over the 26862 killed in 2022. Very cool. So that the wildlife officials had predicted a higher number of birds this year and were correct obviously. So that was a huge increase honestly in Kentucky. It'll be again what'll be interesting with these states big increases that I'm going to try to put together is how much of that was due to hunter effort increasing. Yeah. And I wonder if, you know, because Tennessee went to two birds and the season started later, I wonder how many people chose Kentucky over Tennessee just because now we open the same day and and go, you know, you can spend less money to go kill two in Kentucky than you can to spend money to come to Tennessee. That's very true. Uh, We could have shifted a bunch of folks up to them. Sorry, Kentuckians, but it is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just. I guess swim across the river and talk about Ohio. Nice. The division of wild and by the way, Ohio season is still in. Yes. The, the division of wildlife has issued forty nine thousand four hundred and eighty four spring turkey permits. You know, I'm just going to stop here for a second. Isn't it nice to be able to say that within reason? We know there's going to be outlaws. We know there are going to be people who are ignorant not necessarily outlaws, mm-hmm. but who are ignorant and don't know that they have to buy a turkey permit to hunt turkeys. But isn't it just refreshing to know that, hey, there are almost 50,000 hunters out there trying to kill a wild turkey in the spring? I think it's a great deal. Wouldn't it be nice to know how many people go turkey hunting? I, I don't know why. I just feel like that could be a critical data point. <laughs> it would be nice for me to know how many people are wanting to pull money out of my checking account every month. Yep. And so it would be nice to know how many people are wanting to pull some of the resource out of this checking account of wild turkeys that every state has. 
So yeah. anyway, all right. Uh, I would say, let's see, Alabama's population is a little over 5 million. So I would assume if they did that, y'all would probably sell probably about 6 million permits. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> By the time you take into account the out-of-staters and every man, woman, and child in yeah. the state of Alabama buying a permit, yes. Yes. That would be about right. Yeah. So again, you know, it, it's not perfect. Nothing is perfect, but it is a very, very good piece of data to have. You could just, I don't, I'll never understand why every state doesn't at least have a free. Make it free. Free turkey stamp or turkey, whatever, turkey harvest authorization or whatever you want to call it, that you have to put on your license free, but it shows that you went turkey hunting. Make it free and make the penalty for not having it, for catching a hunter without that free permit, make it hefty. Yeah. And then there you go. Just just simply so you can have the data point. Because otherwise, what you're going to have is your biologist going to say, oh, the harvest went up huge this year. We have more turkeys. Okay, maybe you do. Or maybe you had 10x the number of hunters you had last year. Yeah. How, how can you know how the population's fluctuating based on harvest if you don't have a solid data point on how many people are hunting them? Yeah. But they they do it all the time. They talk about how the harvest is reflective of the population, and it's like I don't know that that's the case always. There. How can you say that when you don't know how many people were pursuing them? Yeah. And anyway. You and you don't know how many people were honest about their reporting. Yeah. Well, so did you so, say how many Ohioans had taken? I have not yet. So okay. to date, well, I say that. How about through Sunday, May the 14th? There have been 14,279 turkeys checked in the system. And through the same period last year, there were 10,734. So you're looking at a 3,500 bird increase as far as the check. And that's with a one bird limit. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. And there so, were one bird last year as well, I believe. I believe so. Okay. I'd be interested to know what the harvest stats were prior to one bird, even though roughly 85 to 90% of the harvest usually is a person's first turkey. Yeah. But cool. Well, if we head just a little bit west, several hours, we can go to the state of Iowa where Iowa reported 14,800 turkeys, which is a 3,000 turkey increase over 2022. Hmm. And, man, this is a great statistic. There were 54,500 spring turkey tags issued, which was a 2,000 tag issue over 2022. Mm -hmm. so they issued 2,000 more tags and had an increase of 3,000 in the harvest. Yeah. So more effort. Harvest went up more than that, so they obviously had good turkey populations this year, but there was a little more effort. So 54,500, that's interesting to me that Iowa sells more tags than Ohio. <laughs> yes. Especially with the price and, you know, one turkey for, I think, non-residents and then two for residents. So that, I guess that isn't shocking, probably mostly residents. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but Plus, I, will, I will say this, the state has the stats. State has the stats. Yeah, they have the stats because they're they're <laughs> when you're selling tags or permits or authorizations, whatever you want to call them, you got the stats. You've got the stats. 
And I was requesting that even though the turkey season is over, Iowans can help the DNR by reporting all turkeys seen during the months of July and August. There's an annual survey to help them predict the overall production of wild turkeys. And so there'll be a link to that survey on their website before July 1. So if you are an Iowan or driving through Iowa or hanging out in Iowa, going fishing in Iowa and you see some turkeys, go on that website and report that you saw them because that kind of data really helps them. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's that time of year now or very close to it. So lots and lots of states are going to be doing their their poult survey and turkey surveys. So if your state participates or if it's a state that you just happen to travel through for work or or whatever purposes that you're traveling, participate. Yes. Yeah. Tennessee has one now. Last year was the first year. So make sure you participate in that if you're a fellow Tennessean. And lots of states have these. So if you don't know if your state or the state you're in has one, get online, check it out, look for a turkey sighting survey or or an app or whatever they do and and see if you can help them out in that way because that that is very important it is indeed that's iowa yeah do you have any other harvest numbers did you do missouri i did not you want to do missouri (laughs) no i want you to do missouri well missouri was at forty-one thousand nine hundred and seventy turkeys reported that is a lot of turkeys yes it is missouri freaking hammers turkeys yes they do Last year, they killed 36,253, so that's a pretty significant increase, 5,000 or so birds, and yeah, so that's that's good. They said stable, though still lower than ideal. They've had stable hatches the past three years, and they had really good weather this year, what they contribute to the high harvest results. Mm-hmm. It was a 23% higher compared to last year and 19% higher than the average of the past five years yeah so they're saying it wasn't really they said it's stable hatches not increasing and excellent weather were the main two culprits for the big increase yeah see i mean just further proves the fact that these increases could be due to any number of reasons so yeah it's kind of cool that they actually put that in there in their article yeah we have to we have to temper our excitement a little bit, Cameron and I do, because, you know, the the instant go-to is, heck yeah, there are more turkeys because more yeah. more have been harvested. But we have to temper that. You Which, know, I, I mean, we both predicted there would be a higher harvest nationwide pretty much this year. Because yeah. I do think, compared to the hatches of 2017, 18, and 19, that the hatches of 20 and 21 were better. Yeah. I mean almost certainly in my mind that's the case so i do think there was more turkeys i do think there's more hunters and i do think those hunters are hunting traveling and going more you combine Mm -hmm. those three you're gonna have higher harvest (laughs) indeed and that's what we have so i guess that'll is that our concluding our harvest roundup for this turkey soup episode we mostly stayed in the eastern quadrant yes but some of those western states don't really tell you much, you know. The eastern states are a little more interested in keeping up with statistics. Yeah, some of, you're right. Some of the western states don't tell you a whole lot, but I'm going to just go out on a limb and say there's probably quite a few western states that are going to have lower harvest numbers than in years past because of weather. Yeah, 
just going out on a limb. Yeah, the weather this year is crazy out west. And from folks I've talked to and from our observations, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much of this would be true, but I suspect there may have been a pretty good winter die off of turkeys even in western states. Because I've talked to friends who I haven't exactly put them on turkeys, but they've told me where they are in quadrants of states that I've hunted in recent years, and they aren't having much luck compared to when I went. And yeah. so I I think this harsh, unbelievably harsh winter, which, you know, we've talked about have, you know, I think Northern Colorado and, and states over in that area are reporting even the elk herds are dying, you know, mm-hmm. and if weather can kill an elk, I imagine it definitely kills turkeys because elk are extremely hardy creatures. Yeah. So yeah. Hopefully that's not the case, but I, I would be willing to bet you're right on that, that these Western states actually see a decline. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to stay in the East. Right. And I'm going to say that, you know, we report these little news tidbits to you guys as we find them. We know it's not the only state that this kind of stuff is going on in. But if you guys are hunting in New York, need to mind your business and mind the laws. So there was on May 1, which was the opening day of their hunting season, there was a call made to two game wardens about a wild turkey being shot from a public roadway in town. And when the officers arrived at the scene, they found some fresh footprints entering the private property. They located the evidence indicating that a turkey was taken Further investigation led them to the hunter accused of shooting the turkey. And when they confronted the hunter, he said, yep, that was me. I did it. Shot him (laughs) from the roadway on private ground. So slap that joker with a couple of tickets for trespass on private property, posted property, shooting from a public roadway and unlawfully taking a wild turkey. So to top it all off as if the fines that this person's going to get or not enough he or she did not even get a chance to eat turkey that night because the turkey was taken as evidence so well that is an interesting way to harvest a turkey i don't know why you would want to do that (laughs) maybe this person has the goal of trying to you know (laughs) road kill a turkey in every state yeah i don't know i'd I don't really know that if I was shooting them from the truck that I would want to go very much. That just doesn't sound very fun to me. It's kind of counterintuitive to getting out in the good outdoors, you know. But, yeah. hey, at least it's warm and you got the radio going and you know, you're having a good old time. Yes, indeed. What do you have next? Well, I'm going to go back to back. I got two states that are looking at season changes that are coming up. First, hmm. we'll go from... Out west, finally, we're going to hop out into the state of Kansas. All right. So Kansas has voted unanimously 6-0 to zero to completely do away with their fall turkey season. So Kansas wow. will no longer have a fall turkey season. They used to have one of the lengthiest turkey seasons in the fall in the country. And yet again, makes completely zero sense to me. But okay, you know, they're they're going to save the population by reducing and getting rid of the fall season that had a massive average harvest. I hope you're ready for this of 500 or less on average. So, wow. They really, they've, they've done it. 
They've changed the world on turkey populations in Kansas because the 500 people who went out and killed a turkey last year, what decimated the population in the entire state. But, you know, and, and why go to just gobbler only when you can just close the season? I mean, right. that, that's genius. Yeah. Because they put in here how it's a big deal. And I agree with them. People are shooting hens. Totally on board with that. Why not go to gobbler only? If somebody wants to fall hunt, you know, you probably reduce that 500 to 100, maybe at that stage. But anyway, it's just fall turkey hunting's not a money maker for states, and it's an easy way for them to say they're doing yeah. something in my mind. And so that's where they're going to target first is the fall season, even though it, as far as hunting goes, is a non factor. I mean, for a state like Kansas that's killing less than 500 birds in the fall. Yeah. But. Anyway, they also voted 6-0 to zero to place further restrictions upon the spring season. So they're going to have a cap on out-of-state residents or out of like non-resident hunters. So they're going to have, a, I guess, a certain number of permits is what it sounds like for non-residents. And once they sell out, they're gone, kind of like Nebraska did this year, and we're gone within one day. So <laughs> if you want to go to Nebraska, you better get on it quick next year. And they also reduced the bag limit on turkeys in Kansas in the north central, northwestern, eastern, central, and south central. I I think that's pretty much all of Kansas. State, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) pretty much all of Kansas is now a one turkey limit. Uh, So wow. So they're basically a one bird state, cap on non-residents, and no fall hunting. So that's getting really restrictive for somewhere that if you watch videos from 10 years ago, people are saying there's turkeys everywhere and it's, you know, this is the place to go. And Kansas used to be kind of the legendary place for the Southeast people to go drive out to because it's an easy drive and and get on turkeys. Yeah. Not anymore. That's that's changing for sure. Changed big time. No fall season, one bird cap on non-residents. So that's, that's getting real interesting. And then continuing in that, changing deal in mississippi they will be having public comment on thursday actually today as we're talking Hmm. um they will be having public comment on their proposed rule changes which these aren't big changes in my mind mississippi is closing their fall season (laughs) okay (laughs) which uh, yet again you got the the fall turkey season in mississippi which was private only and the private landowners had to apply for a fall permit. And then once they got that, they could go get a fall turkey. I don't know that they ever topped 100 turkeys in the fall, but maybe they <laughs> Anyway, no more fall season. They've, they've gotten rid of that. Yet again, they're going to save the turkeys with the fall season reduction. And then they're going to require a physical tagging system. So a literal tag for the bird, which nice. I love that. Wish every state would do that. I know people will get upset about it, but if you're a legal turkey hunter, I don't know why it would upset you. I think the tags look cool on them as a trophy, and why do you care? It's an easy step to take in the woods to tag your bird. But also they're looking at moving the season date opener to the Saturday closest to March 20th instead of it being just March 15th. Hmm. So they're looking at moving it to a Saturday opener and then it'll be a loss of days anywhere from, I think, four to, to eight days or something like that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, those are the three big changes they're looking at in Mississippi. 
and they'll take public comment tonight on that. So we'll see how that goes. I don't really disagree with any of those. Uh, I don't know that starting on a Saturday may honestly be a detriment, I guess, probably good for getting hunters out, but probably means more turkeys killed on opening day than when it starts on like a Tuesday. Yeah. You still have, you know, that first Saturday's probably one of your higher harvest days anyway, depending on what. That's true. Yeah. But anyway, those are the three that they're going after. So a couple changes around the country that I've seen that are in the works. Sound like Kansas is done, but Mississippi, those aren't finalized yet, but sounds likely they're taking public comment today. Yeah, I'll be interested to see on Mississippi what happens there. You know, when you and I have had conversations many in private with some of the biologists in Mississippi about their season opener date. Yeah. And, you know, it's their take on it is interesting. And so I would imagine that this reg or proposed reg change is not coming from their biologist, but maybe we shall see from I believe, a public outcry. I don't know, actually, because I'm pretty sure Adam Butler is pretty well behind this, actually, <laughs> mm. which, you know, was kind of interesting to me. But okay, he... He says, here's a quote from Adam Butler, if we go with what we're recommending, it could open as early as March 17th and as late as March 23rd. It would always open on a Saturday. Making that move will help with hunt quality. That sounds like, to me, he's he's behind these, these ideas. Yeah. Well, in the conversations that I've had with him, it seemed like, you know, essentially there's some a lot of concern, actually, not some concern, but a lot of concern about the out-of-state aspect, which Mississippi did a great job, in my opinion, of taking care of a lot of that when they made the public land essentially a draw for non-residents. And so, you know, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's all interesting, but I'll be glad to see, or, you know, I'll be interested to see how all that pans out. And, you know, one way or the other, I will say this, whether it's passed or it's not in Mississippi, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference as far as harvest numbers. Are you kidding? I think the population but, will double if they close the fall season. Well, yeah, Man. maybe triple. You may be a little low on that. Those, no, those 85 I, turkeys that get killed in the fall, my gosh, that's got to be the saving <laughs> But they're not, what I do find a little eye-opening and concerning is that they're not talking about extending the season those three to seven days on the back end on the back end yeah that's a little concerning but mississippi won't be the only state where opportunity has been taken away no if this passes so pretty much every southeast state at this point yeah i don't know of any that are just doing nothing so it'll be interesting mississippi was kind of the last one that had not made much in the realm of changes other than the non-resident quota which was a great move judging by they sold out and a lot of people didn't get drawn this year. Yeah. So they kept a lot of non-res out this year, which probably was a good move from them. Yeah. I know of one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know one personally, don't you? Yeah, know him well. Yeah. Good guy All to right. keep out of there, too. That guy's crazy, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to stay in New York. I hit New All York. Right. I'm going to stay in New York. And, again, the game wardens are doing their job. So apparently <laughs> – on April 30th, 
there was a hunter who just couldn't stand it anymore. Mm. He just could not. He had waited long enough, huh? Could not stand it. He tiptoed on out the door a day before the spring turkey season opened, and guess what? He got him a bird. Sure did. So congratulations to him. Killed a turkey on April the 30th. Season starts on May 1st. But here's where the screw-up happens, as if that wasn't already a screw-up. But here's where uh, Mr. or Miss Genius gets even more geniuser. (laughs) So the person who called the game warden said that they witnessed their neighbor running into a wooded area after the gunshot with a large bag. And they thought, hey, this is strange. A gunshot close to the house here. And then here comes old John running by with a big bag. And then old John comes out with the big bag and something in it. So game wardens get (laughs) called. They locate and interview the suspect. Hunter says, you know what? I did it. I was just too anxious for hunting season to begin. And well, he was gobbling and I whacked him. So not only does that person get a tag, get a ticket, I should say, for killing a turkey before season, but that hunter also did not have a turkey tag. That person also killed the turkey with a rifle, which is yeah. illegal in New York. So, and much like the other story in New York, that hunter didn't eat turkey for dinner that night. The mm. turkey was seized as evidence. Heck yeah. I mean, just what a icing on the cake, get him with a rifle. That's epic. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's how you want to whack one. <laughs> get him up close and, you know, within 150, 175 yards at least and whack one with a rifle. Yeah. Well, I only have one more and I'm not going to go through the whole deal here, but it basically is an article from Outdoor Life called Turkey Hunter Shot by Longtime Hunting Partner. Mm-hmm. And essentially, they got on a turkey, they were separated somewhat, he set up, it sounds like, behind his buddy who's going to shoot, and apparently the guy had kind of a cognitive decline, the guy in front of him. Yeah. was an elderly man who they suspect had cognitive decline, and it sounds like he essentially just turned and was disoriented confused and all of a sudden he's aiming at his buddy and the turkey's gobbling at the other direction and he's looking at his buddy down the barrel and when he moved after he hollered at him and yelled and everything it it didn't the guy just was on him and anyway ended up shooting him and he did survive he said thank the lord all i did was take copper plated fives to the side if it was tss we probably wouldn't be talking yeah and Anyway, it sounded like a very tragic event, but was it really from a safety standpoint, it was mostly just having cognitive decline, you know, with his brain function may not be at full capacity. So it's something to take into account if you're hunting with elderly people and if you have suspicions that they're suffering from dementia or anything of that sort, it may not be a good idea to let them have a gun. Yeah. That's just kind of an honest conversation you'll probably have to have with yourself on some of those things, because that's what this guy said, is he's always hunted with older people, but we have to eventually ask whether the reward is worth the risk if if we see that they're having mental issues. That's something I'd never thought about. 
Yeah. Or, you know, maybe you take one gun, you carry that weapon from point A to point B, and when you sit down on a bird, you sit with the person that you're hunting with. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's something to think about, though, in a case like that. I'm not saying don't don't go hunt with granddad. I'm definitely not yeah. saying that. Yeah. I'm just no, I, saying I know. Yeah. if you suspect, based on other things in life, that, that, that your hunting partner young, old, or whatever, is having mental issues that take a lot more care, I guess, is with that person if you're going to go. Yeah. So, anyway. Yep. Sad story, man. It is. But everyone's okay. He's survived. He has a few pellets in the side that had to be removed. Yeah, That's... it's more than a few. You guys <laughs> listening, you should go online and, and Google that and look at the pictures. Yeah. It's, he had over 50 pellets in him. It's pretty nasty. Yeah. Pretty bad, but everyone survives, so that's great and a learning experience, something to think about. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, cool. Yeah, I I still enjoy these soup episodes. They're still a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's good timing for it. You know, seasons are wrapping up around the country and turkey season's winding down. I think it's a good time to go go around and gather news from around the country for folks and report. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Anyway, well, good cool. stuff. Do you, you want have to a favor us... of the week? Dang, you beat me to it. I was going <laughs> to try to trick you into it. Yeah. How about this week? We go back to one we've offered several times. If you are enjoying this podcast on whatever service you're using it, we would appreciate a five-star review. And if you're not enjoying it, don't go give us a review. Just stay away. <laughs> but if you like it, go give us a five-star review and maybe a comment on the service you're using. We'd appreciate it. Hopefully help other turkey hunters or people seeking to turkey hunt find this show so that they can learn from some great guys. <laughs> yes. In my opinion. Primarily Cameron and whoever the guest is that we have on. <laughs> Primarily the guest. <laughs> yes, indeed. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's a great favor of the week. I appreciate that. And you want to wrap this thing up and wrap it on up, stick a bow on it. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.